my name is Ashley Peterson, and I am the Editor-in-Chief of The Saber, and you are listening to The Saber Spot on 88.5 FM WCUG. And today I have with me on the recording Vivian Duncan, who is our Office Manager at The Saber. And how are you doing today, Vivian? I'm doing good. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. We're recording this on a Wednesday, so we're halfway through the week. Very excited to get through it. (laughs) Um, But today we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic, and it's kind of taking a break from, you know, the focus on COVID-19 and things on campus, um, because this is also a very interesting topic. So do you want to give us a little insight into what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, so I wrote an article about CBD um, because I noticed that there were quite a few stores cropping up around Columbus, and I also know that not a lot of people understand what it is or what it's used for. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Absolutely. I feel like just a general um, misconception, I think, that might be had about CBD is that it's synonymous with marijuana as far as, you know, I won't go into the different uses uh, that people use it for, but can you kind of walk us through its relationship with the plant, you know, cannabis and things like that, and how it also differs? Yeah, so it's going to get a little bit science-y, but that's okay. I'm going to try and make it. So cannabis is probably the most used term that people hear, but that's actually just a taxonomic term. Um, It's for the genus of all of that. So marijuana and hemp are two different plants that are underneath that genus. It's two different species. Um, And marijuana is the plant that has the chemical compound THC, which is what people use to get that high feeling, whereas hemp does not have THC. It has very, very, very trace amounts. Um, The, like, legal cutoff point, is less than 0.3%. But hemp is where CBD arrives from. So it's not even the same plant. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, that is super interesting. And I think a good insight into it as well, because there is kind of that relationship and that connotation when you talk about CBD, as far as like, oh, it's the same thing as, you know, getting high, which uh, as far as I've understood and from reading some of your research, that's not necessarily what people are taking it for, correct? Correct. No, you're not going to get any sort of those feelings from taking CBD. Um, it actually is really cool because our bodies are made to process CBD. Uh, CBD stands for cannabidoid. Cannabidoid. Yes. Okay. But... What's really cool about it is we have a system in our bodies um, and it's called the endocannabinoid system and it is made to pair with this compound and it affects uh, our pain response, inflammation, mood, memory, stress, immunity, sleep, appetite, all of that. Um, So what it's usually used for is to help with seizures. That's the biggest thing. That's the the thing that like has been the most accepted by the medical and scientific community as, okay, CBD does help with seizures. Um, Other things they're still having to test through uh, because it just is a very complex system, the endocannabinoid system it's not isolated like other systems are, like the digestive system. Um, It's in almost every single organ in the body. 
uh, in almost every organ in the central and peripheral nervous system. So <laughs> to do the research on it is a lot, which is why we still don't know a ton. Um, but because it, we do know it affects all of those things, a lot of people do believe that it helps in like, you know, helping to, helping to calm anxiety, helping to sleep better. Um, and it's just sort of a more natural way to control those things other than, you know, taking, <clears throat> taking various other medications or pills because it's already naturally occurring in our bodies. That's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty interesting too, because as you said, there is a lot more research that does need to be done on it, but you know, there is some evidence for, you know, it helping seizures. And I have heard it touted as kind of like a cure-all for a lot of things. Um, kind of what would you say as far as like what you found, does it indicate that it does have all of those different applications or does it seem like it might be more limited? Well, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration actually prohibits manufacturers from making any claims about being able to cure or mitigate or um, like prevent any diseases or negative functions of the body um, just because they don't know for sure yet other than the seizures. So if you see something that's like claiming to be a cure-all, that probably is not a great sign. They're probably just trying to make money. Um, however, I do believe that, that it does have that effect for um, people who have those issues. And that's the thing is it's not going to have an effect on you if you don't have something that needs to be fixed with it. <laughs> so sure. taking it like uh, a lot of people do take it though regularly as sort of just like a, a vitamin to help your endocannabinoid system, you know, keep running smoothly. And the most like popular and effective method of taking it, which is also a question I've gotten is uh, through tincture form. So it's like a little bottle of your oil and then you take a dropper full of whatever dosage you, you require and you stick it under your tongue and you wait like one or one to five minutes to let it just like soak through into the bloodstream from that area. And then you can swallow it. That is so interesting. You know, I haven't heard a lot about these. And it also sounds similar to a lot of the talk around essential oils, which I won't get into right now. Obviously, it's different <laughs> because this is, you know, it does have some noted um, effects in helping seizures and things like that. And I think it's also really interesting to walk that line when you're talking about wellness and kind of alternatives for treating things like this. Um, because I do think that essential oils and things uh, can be helpful. Um, although, as you said, the Food and Drug Administration does prohibit them from making big claims, especially I know that I've seen um, in several documentaries about, you know, you shouldn't uh, ingest uh, essential oils. However, CBD, I don't believe falls under that umbrella, correct? No, it's a, it is an actual chemical compound rather than just a e extract from a plant. It is an extract from a plant, but <laughs> yeah. a little bit extra in there. Mm -hmm. um, and the research that backs it, which is very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and, and just it comes, for me, it comes back to that idea that our, all mammals have this system in us that coincides with this chemical that it's produced by this one specific plant. And that's just, that's just crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just excited to see what else we find out, like 
with when more studies are done and more science comes out. Absolutely. Me too. And I mean, you know, talking about all the different studies and the Food and Drug Administration, there's some different legality having to do with CBD. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, so um, CBD actually is legal now in all 50 states because it, again, is comes from the hemp plant, not the marijuana plant. So marijuana is only, it's, it's recreationally legal in 11 states and medically legal in 33 states. But all 50 support um, CBD because it doesn't have any of those psychoactive compounds in it. Very interesting. And I'm just so glad we keep bringing up that distinction. Because like I said, I think a lot of people who haven't heard a lot about it do just think that it's kind of like <laughs> liquid <laughs> cannabis, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, liquid mar- marijuana. And there's much more to it than that. And as you said, it's a totally different plant. Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. good to keep in mind. Um, and you mentioned this in your article as well, which I definitely encourage people to go read in our first issue of the semester. Um, but it is important to consult with your doctor and things like that before taking things like this, especially if you're on any other prior medications or treatments. It's definitely good to look into how these things can react in your body. Uh, definitely, especially if you're on any medication that are like mood suppressors or uh, appetite suppressors, anything like that, um, that the endocannabinoid system already maintains. You don't want to mess anything up. So be sure to talk to your doctor if you're worried about anything like that. But honestly, if you want to try it, um, if you go, I can't speak for all of the CP stores in Columbus, but um, if you go into a store, they're going to be very helpful. They're going to be, you know, wanting to make sure that you feel safe and smart in what you're doing. And they're going to talk you through whatever you need to know. Um, to start out. Yeah. And I mean, I would also just encourage people to do a lot of research. Neither of us are doctors or scientists or things like that. (laughs) Um, But it's just been research and looking into what the experts are saying. And so I definitely think that's important to keep in mind. You know, if you are going to try something like this, definitely go into it being informed. Um, But yes, did you have anything else you want to tell us about CBD? Not really. I would just reiterate, you know, there's a lot of like very scientific studies and scientific articles out there that are very interesting to read because they give you the like primary evidence either to or for or against, but obviously it's a little hard to get through sometimes a little hard to digest, which is why, you know, reading an article that sort of summarizes it all for you is also kind of nice. But if you want to have that extra like backing up in your head that, okay, yes, this is science So, you know, feel free to try and find those. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Vivian. It was really interesting hearing about this. And thank you for listening to The Saber Spot on 80.5 FM WCUG. The Saber Spot was produced with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio and the CSU Department of Communication Department Chair, Dr. Gibson. Dr. Bruce Getz is WCUG's faculty advisor. Thank you to Joe Miller, Saber faculty advisor. You can listen to this show and other shows like No Strangers Here on 88.5 FM, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Just search our call letters WCUG.